0: To start off every show with with that. Yes, I've
1: decided that now. I mean, I might find different news music. (laughs) Breaking news, update, inbox. Ooh, nice.
0: (laughs) I haven't pulled that one out.
1: And uh, from the cockpit, uh, we've just reached our cruising altitude. The seatbelt sign has been turned off, and you may now use laptops and large portable electronic devices.
0: We got them. So this is, uh, we're wilding out because this is our season finale.
1: Yes. Pause Um,
0: for cheers and applause.
1: That's all I got. Why are you the way that you are? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I <don't> do <laughs> uh,
1: yes this is the season finale um we've reached the end of yet another season thank you for listening we'll be back next decade oh, awesome. see what i did there <clears throat> uh, uh, we'll be back we'll be back probably in like january or sometime
0: yeah we're taking a we're taking a holiday break um yeah. you know don't now look we might wild out and just come and do something. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, we
1: we literally have no idea what we're doing. So
0: right. So if you expected anything less or more, um, you're going to be disappointed. On That's on you. Not a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, but so, yeah, you know, we like to do the little breaks. I think it's helpful. It keeps us from like burning out. Yeah, on the keeps podcast. Fresh keeps us yeah. fresh
0: and mm-hmm. i will say that um i we have a huge backlog of my other show three guys three questions that will probably be running through that whole period of time so yeah. if you are looking for more things what? to listen to yeah uh, go check out three guys three questions on the good stuff podcasting network my man
1: goodstuff.fm, home of apple's the morning show <laughs> <laughs> How, how's gonna hate me for that?
0: <laughs> Better than anybody else. So I have some news that I wanted to share you've with made, you. You've
1: made a purchase.
0: <clears throat> now I almost accidentally let this cat out of the bag before the show, which I realized would kind of like it would compromise it it, the compromise op-sec. it. Yeah. Um, so I accidentally uh yesterday ordered um two co- tumbling composters. I'm sorry. What tumblers? <laughs> tumbling,
1: tumbling composters. Okay, uh, is that like a dryer but for dirt?
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, you 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 make dirt out of mm. food scraps. Is basically what you're doing. Okay, um, right. And so you put it into this little tumbly boy. I'm I'm pulling up the link here for you real quick because okay. I realized that might Great. help. Um. <laughs> But I'm literally
1: imagining you just putting trash into a a dryer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's it's the it's the EJ walks. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: (laughs) That's the dryer Um, being done with its cycle.
0: Oh, I see. Speaking of which, our dryer broke and my uh, clothes were drying in it, which I'm supposed to wear to work tomorrow. So I got to figure that out. That's fun. Hmm. Um. But this tumbling—it's the EJ Walks Composting Tumbler Dual Rotating Outdoor Garden Compost Bin, easy turn, enough height, weight, heavy weight, capacity, composter, forty-three gallons, bulk, because they misspelled black, bulk. Yeah, they did, <laughs> didn't they? Bulk. Uh, you can also get it
1: in green and uh and yellow, which are spelled correctly. The <laughs> only b- difference. The bulk. only difference in the actual color is that there's like little little uh. Uh, doors on it and those are the only things that are colored different yeah which is bizarre to me but whatever <laughs> so this, is a, this is a bin into which you put your food scraps yeah and, you and just, so you just sort of leave it there and it like it aerates them
0: yeah and you tumble it you know like every couple of days you you roll it around right and it yeah. mixes everything so it's you know uh, so compost faster and evenly. Now I
1: do want to read here. It has durable construction, UV inhibited, 100% post-consumer recycled polypropylene, aeration system, aerated internal bar mixes compost and allows needed airflow. Dual chamber fill up one while the other nears the end of the compost process. Uh, and sturdy steel frame, powder coated steel frame provides a sturdy base for the large bin, large adult bin.
0: Wait, does it say large adult bin?
1: No, uh, but uh, you know I'm I'm adding that. <laughs> It does say ingenious tumbler design, which you know. You I know. Let me be the selling it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but it does have an assembly manual with four ways to quickly know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I have no idea. I I I I only realized that I had bought two of these somehow because I went well, you to got my a, door. You got a
1: biggish family, so I assume that you're gonna, you know.
0: I don't know if we're gonna need 86 gallons of composting well, capacity. Well, <laughs> see, I mean, this is the
1: thing. This is the thing. For you start with 43, and then you know, it just it turns out you actually needed 86 gallons of composting capacity.
0: I'm, I'm th- see, this is the dilemma now. I'm like, well, do I return it?
1: Could you could you compost? Could you do like a science experiment where you compost different things in the four separate bins that you have and I see just how don't, it works?
0: I'm just not sure I got time for that. <laughs> that that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know uh, mm. if that's something I'm going to really do. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to compost. You know, I just, I thought I've been it's waiting. Very to biodynamic. Yes. Well, and that's me. You know what I mean? That's right. how I yeah. roll. Um, it's just something I've been wanting to do for mm. for a while. I never did. And I finally saw this was like cheaper, it, like it hit the price point that I wanted. So I was like, all right, I'll get it. Yeah, Black Friday
1: special on your favorite composter.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. Listen, I'm going to have a garden next year. I made that my goal that I have. I haven't you had know, a garden I for think- a years because I've been depressed and I hate everything. And it's too- no,
1: no, no. You should have a garden. I think it yeah. would. it's a good goal to set. Yeah. And I think you'll be you'll be happier for it.
0: Yeah. So this is the start. Now, no, I, I do want to say compost. that, you know, you
1: could have gotten the Miracle Grow dual chamber compost tumbler outdoor bin with easy turn system two sliding doors, sturdy steel frame all season composter BPA free plus free Scott's gardening gloves. <laughs> two <laughs> by I, 18 and a half gallons.
0: I was literally choosing between that one and this one. But okay. then I was smart for once in my life and I thought let me look up YouTube videos of people assembling these
1: and see which one doesn't suck
0: and the (laughs) YouTube video assembly time lengths for the Miracle Grow one were like three times as long as this one and I was like and I saw how many nuts and bolts that one had and I was like nope (laughs) so there's like 60 nuts and bolts nope
1: (laughs) now I'm also looking at EnviroCycle the cutest composter in the world uh, is <clears> not <throat> really my concern when purchasing a composter that it look cute. This it also refers right to, uh, I believe, the sort of you know runoff that is created in the composter, the sort of murky water. It mm. refers to that as compost tea, and I just want to say, uh, no, no, yuck.
0: yuck, yuck. So compost tea is a thing, but <clears throat> I think I don't want, I, I want to. If I want to, I want to brew it myself. I don't want it to just always be brewing
1: yeah right a, B, B, i mean you B, don't yeah now is compost tea is that like a uh, like a natural remedy kind of thing you know where you like uh maybe have a little bleach and some compost tea for your cold
0: <laughs> the compost tea is for the plants it is definitely oh, not okay. for human consumption <laughs> but it's just kind of gross because it like sits in a reservoir at the bottom right and yeah this also just looks like it's very low to the ground it is it, it on is on this little ugh. Yeah.
1: Imagine a tank. Imagine cleaning the annoying. tank.
0: Imagine uh, cleaning the tank, Andrew.
1: I don't think I can. I don't think you I don't think you can clean it.
0: Ugh, I bleh. do
1: just want to read the bullet points they have here because they have a little bit of toed on this uh, Amazon product page. It says the cutest compost composter in the world produces solid and liquid compost. Solid like a tank, made of food safe BPA and rust free UV and antioxidant protected materials. Made in the USA. Let's bring jobs back to America. No assembly required. And our customer service, not bad at all.
0: (laughs) You can also get it in hot pink if you want a hot pink composter. We invented it. They try to
1: copy it. We keep improving it. Boy, that hot pink, that is very hot. (laughs) That is a bright color. My goodness. If you want everyone on the block to know that you're doing some composting, get you the hot pink one.
0: Andrew, can you scroll down the page to the product description? of because um they have pictures oh my goodness how you should decorate (laughs) with this composter (laughs) uh yeah Um, so they have some also matching hot pink planters
1: right and watering
0: cans this house this is a house that like if someone invited me to their house and i walked in for like a party and it was decorated like this i would just leave because <laughs> it tells me everything i need to know about that person yeah and it means that me and them don't i need do to like how friends. clearly
1: Photoshop this picture is like it's a stock photo of a house and they photoshopped both the composter and like the plants into it yeah what it, what this looks like is that they like way oversaturated uh like the red in this photo <laughs>
0: they really want that well the pink is hot andrew is very yeah. hot it's very hot i see hot. that i see that Speaking of hot and cozy and warm. Oh, yeah. You've uh, done some purchases yourself.
1: I did. I've made some purchases. Um, so, you know, I have owned some flannels in the past, but they've been uh, relatively cheap flannels. And the thing about flannels that I find in general is that they're often just too thin. And the whole point of a flannel is it's meant to be a warm shirt. So it should be thick. And th-
0: you want a thick flannel.
1: Exactly. Um, But it's surprisingly hard to find a good, thick flannel, but I I have found them. I've determined uh, that L.L. Bean flannels are the best flannels, and I've proven this scientifically. What I did is I went to the mall, and I went to every store that had flannels, and I I felt up all their flannels for thickness. (laughs) And and I determined that L.L. Bean flannels, uh, they perform the delicate balance of being both thick and relatively inexpensive. Because you can buy a thick flannel that's very expensive, or you can buy a cheap flannel that's very thin, or you can buy a thin flannel that's also very expensive. That would be very dumb. But uh, you know, LL Bean theirs are sort of right, right in the in the butter zone, They're just right the in the right locks, right in the
0: sweet zone. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you get it? Did you get any of these uh, Sherpa lined Scotch plaid shirts?
1: You know, I didn't, uh, but they were very tempting. And LL Bean, uh, they did pay me for this in the sense that they did send me a ten dollars reward code, uh, so I am being compensated for this endorsement in a sense. And maybe I'll use it on one of those Sherpa-lined uh, Who's My Ooh,
0: look at that color! What color is this? This ooh, ooh, they have a good pattern. It's a, it's like a green and orange flannel.
1: You gotta you gotta link to me. I gotta see this.
0: <clears throat> oh, this is a good one. This is a good I I've probably getting, seen
1: it, but I can't visualize it.
0: I hate getting links from sites that like stores because they're like they've got all this like weird code yeah, in there got that i y-
1: your URL garbage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, that's a very nice color. Um yeah, that's this a... is not the exact model of flannel that I got because this is the organic cotton one. Oh, I just got the uh I got the uh, where is it? Um, you just
0: got the toxic flannel with all the chemicals.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, um, I got the Scotch plaid flannel shirt, comma slightly fitted, Ooh. which you will see. Um, uh, let me pull up the precise color that I am that I purchased. I like I've, that it's. I've since ordered fitted. some more. It is slightly fitted. Yes. You
0: don't want wholly fitted. You don't want a skin tight flannel. You know.
1: No, 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 no. That's that's defeating the purpose of a flannel.
0: Did you know that a flannel in England mm. means something different?
1: No, is that like, is this like a pants scenario?
0: Uh, to
1: them, it means underwear?
0: A flannel is a washcloth.
1: Oh, that's weird. And I disagree with it.
0: So now they're, so like all of our UK listeners have th- thought we we're talking about buying washcloths. We mm. want thick washcloths, which you know well, what? I, to be I honest, do want a thick <laughs> <laughs> now that I mentioned it.
1: Now, I, you see, <clears throat> the great thing, too, about L.L. Bean is that they have a wide variety of flannels. They don't make just one flannel in one sort of there's thickness. They a, make a many. Lot. There's a plethora so, of flannels. So if you obtain one of these scotch plaid flannel shirts slightly fitted and you find that it is not thick enough for you, thick with two C's, I can recommend that you get the signature 1933 chamois cloth shirt slim flit, slim fit plaid, which is very thick, like quite mm. thick. If that is still not thick enough for you, you can go all the way to getting the fleece-lined flannel shirt, and let me tell you, that'll keep you warm.
0: Now, I've actually been enjoying. Uh, I've I've gotten these Amazon Basics flannel shirts. Hmm. Hmm. They are, I mean, I like them because they're almost like halfway between a flannel shirt and a normal shirt in their their weight.
1: Which okay, is just yeah. because
0: they're they're Amazon Basics, so they're cheap. Right. Yes. But, um, I've yeah, I've now, been wearing them for a while, and it's kind of nice. Instead of like a business shirt that's like, you know, very thin and wrinkly, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these are nice. And I, I I wear I like to wear the olive green one because it makes me feel like an army man.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I like
0: them that they're solid colors because because um I just don't think that I can pull off a plaid currently mm-hmm. um oh everyone can pull off a plaid i i just think it's a lot of plaid when you're <laughs> when you're as big as me it's just a lot of plaid coming at you well
1: okay, think of it as like sort of disruption camouflage in that case.
0: <laughs> that's true yeah. that's true it could be used to blind and confuse people
1: now if you like Aaron also prefer a thinner flannel because you live in a, a warm region Ah, uh, Lo Bean does have the signature Castine flannel shirt, comma plaid, which is a thinner flannel that is meant to be uh, everything year-round worn. Yeah, I mean they've thought of everything. I mean, yeah, Lo Bean has has everything. They probably even have flannels for your dog. <laughs> dog,
0: dog flannels.
1: That would be something, wouldn't it?
0: I, you know, I know that my dogs would never let me dress them. That's so not <laughs> something I allow myself to think about much. Hmm. Oh, mm. we went to another segment. I did. the segment, did. I guess. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea how to do this. Go ahead, sir.
1: You had a question. <laughs> <laughs> we got him.
0: So there's so. um there's this um, you, know, you What you yeah you, you heard of Jackson Kiernan?
1: Yes, Kernian?
0: Karn- Kernian? Yeah. Caxon Jernian?
1: Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Got it in one.
0: Uh, uh This fellow wilded out on Twitter.
1: Yeah. He had some takes.
0: I'm well, not first- convinced it's a real person, first of all.
1: Which is a good point. Yeah.
0: I think this is a psyop. Um, <laughs> that. That is directly targeted, first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> direct, directly targeted at me and my friends. You um, know, when I saw
1: that, I was like, "This cannot be serious. Like, this is just trying to." You know, this is just, this is just. Uh, you know, this is candy for 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 Aaron and folks with his interests. So. Yeah,
0: he tweeted, "I un- unironically embrace the bashing of rural Americans." they as a group now first of all let's stop there
1: yeah <laughs> love to be in a, first, se- a group with all rural americans who as we first, know are the same
0: his first yes well but i'm just let's the just construction of the sentence Aaron, is that
1: Aaron, Aaron, there are two genders okay rural americans and urban americans
0: but then he starts a sentence without a capital letter
1: he does yes which he was, I think he was uh, rapidly tweeting at this point, sort of bla- brazen violations of Huster's law.
0: He was popping off, as they say. I unironically embrace the bashing of rural Americans. They, as a group, are bad people who have made bad life decisions. Some, I assume, are good people. But this nostalgia for some imagined pastoral way of life is stupid, and we should shame people who aren't pro-city.
1: I feel like he's trying to do a joke there, because that's like the, uh, uh, you know, some some of them I assume are good people, right? Yeah, but also that's a bad joke that you should not try to emulate. Um, Yeah, uh, uh... do you feel, now let me ask you this, do you feel that you have a nostalgia for an imagined pastoral way of life?
0: Um, I, I don't, uh, okay. and I don't think that most people who live in rural America now, so I'm in a weird spot because I live in a place that's like somewhat rural, somewhat suburban. It's a commuter community, right. yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's very. It's in in any other place this would be like a big city, but it's California, so right. Well, and I think if
1: you asked people from the nearest major city, they would basically say that you're in the middle of nowhere, i.e., rural. So they'd be
0: like, "What people live out there?" Yeah, yeah. So
1: you you, humans can survive in that environment?
0: (laughs) Oh, didn't even get me started with people. (laughs) Uh, So so I mean, we have we have dirt easements. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we have dirt alleyways so i think that like that's how you know we're rural um (laughs) i think most of the people who live here aren't trying to pursue some old pastoral way of life Mm -hmm.
1: um would you say that you they've made bad life decisions
0: um i think i think they probably have, but I also think that everyone has made bad life decisions. Like Right.
1: I mean, who among us let he who has not made a bad life decision?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't see living here tweet. as some sort of hell, some sort of purgatory that right you know, is punishment for your poor life choices. Like, I mean, you've got internet, so
1: like, how bad can it be, really?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's internet and there's DoorDash, so
1: yeah seems fine <laughs> those are the two things you need
0: it's kind of hard because i've been popping off on this like for a week solid yeah and i almost am just like it's it's just exhausted me like i you know i, I don't think know what more there is to say about it
1: if we could harness the energy of this take somehow we could power rural america with it
0: i just don't think you
1: think I mean, it's proven to be a very renewable source of energy.
0: So first of all, there's this whole idea of this. There's this contempt that urban people is, and, and not. So here's the thing. It's not normal urban people that feel this contempt. It's upper class urban people. Right. Who feel this contempt for people who live in rural or suburbia. I don't understand it. Like it doesn't make
1: sense to me in my brain. I don't uh, like, why is it? Why does it matter?
0: There is, there is this sort of left wing. Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of left wing, but it's like a liberal ideology of, is it um, a sense of like backwardness? Well it's this thing that's it's this thing that's like the same region of the damaged brain from which eugenics springs. Oh, where it's lovely. a sort of like perverted uh social idea of like <laughs> the, the you know, you the primacy of the social good, which yeah, the social good is very important and something that we need to be thinking about and it should be like a motivating factor. But as soon as you put yourself in a place to be the person who determines like who lives and who dies uh and, yeah. and who is mean, worthy saying, and who's not. You know like mm, now yeah, you're just like, a Nazi. Is, <laughs> yeah, this is not
1: too many steps removed from like forcibly relocating people into cities or whatever which is kind of tyrannical and Soviet
0: how do we know that Jackson is just not a fake account for Xi Jinping
1: it's a good point it's a good point I suppose we don't
0: there's no way to know
1: there is no way to know (laughs) now Uh, yeah uh, I think unless you have some closing thoughts I think we should move on to to a happier subject
0: well I would just like to say that there's also this thing that I think from my perspective that I, I don't hear people pointing out But there's just this assumed supremacy of urban living as the most environmentally uh, and and socially conscious way for human beings to live.
1: It is funny to me when people say like, oh, it's more efficient to live in a city. And it's like, well, that's ignoring that like the city got constructed with massive amounts of disruption to the to the
0: to everywhere else and, and can uh, only yeah. exist by leeching the resources off of everywhere else and pollutes and is a huge heat sink and uh, you know, doesn't support like the yeah. living uh, ecosystem not- that you need. I mean, it destroys ecosystem like th- it com- just completely ignores all these other downsides in the name of some very thin definition of efficiency that these type of idiots, right. yeah, you will are never always so me. quick to latch on to because it like neatly fits into their rows and columns. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> you will never convince me that living in an apartment and having you know neighbors whom you can hear is a better solution than like you know living in a house. <laughs> I
0: mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe it is, but not in the current way that it's designed. And so to completely ignore all of the problems. That currently exist and just to say well maybe those are all the problem it may
1: be more efficient in like an energy usage sense for us to all live in tenements but that would suck like mentally for our mental health i would get so annoyed at people being loud
0: <laughs> well there's that too i mean we could just all not be loud but well uh, yeah. i don't see that happening anytime soon anyhow no. um this 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 take uh on a scale of 1 to 10 gets a big poo-poo, pee-pee, doo-doo, bad-bad. Yeah.
1: Uh, I do want to say, though, that we are, of course, unapologetically pro-city here. uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Unapologetically.
1: (laughs) That's actually a new plank for our think tank that we're working on, pro-city advocacy.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, who's going to speak up for the... the City for the college. who will speak for
1: the cities. They've been they've been marginalized by the Electoral College.
0: <laughs> oh no. Uh sp- <laughs> speaking of poo poo pee pee, uh the American healthcare system. Let's talk about that on a lighter topic.
1: <laughs> Hit me with that zizek the American healthcare system. What do we think like about it. it? I like yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's a great system we have. Um I wanna pull out I'm Collected several links over the past like month or so um, about how terrible our system is. One that came out recently was from ProPublica. How one employer stuck a new mom with an $898,000 bill for her premature baby. You want to take a guess at what employer she works for? Like what, well, what be, industry be, they're in?
0: It's gotta be somebody really bad, like Walmart or Amazon or like well, no, no, the just Republican me, like, Party. What, what, what
1: industry do you think she works for?
0: Well, something certainly far removed from having to understand the how bad this whole thing would be. So like I'm trying to think of the opposite, like like a she <coughs> works at a meatpacking plant.
1: Nope, no, she works for Dignity Health, a health insurance company.
0: Oh well. Liberalism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. would you leave them. That's uh wow. Would you
1: like to first of all dignity health? Please appreciate that for a moment. Um, wow. secondly, their their marketing motto is Hello Human Kindness.
0: Talk. <laughs> yeah. where is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> puking and or fighting uh,
1: but they apparently said goodbye human kindness because they decided that because she didn't manage to enroll her her, her prematurely born child uh, in the given timeline that she would be forced to pay almost $900,000 for a cost relating to uh, the premature delivery of of her, her baby daughter um, interestingly this all evaporated once ProPublica uh, made the call to the company and said that they were going to write a story about it so love that
0: <laughs> cool you know what maybe this is our new system we just have a uh, uh someone from ProPublica call every company that does some disgusting right
1: and say we're gonna we're gonna write a story that makes you look like complete idiots if you don't figure your stuff out yeah no it turns out they're happy to deny you but if they get publicly shamed and shown to be craven morons uh they will change their tune a little maybe bit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well they were saying apparently you know so the 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 subject um here, the woman, her name Her name is Lauren. Um, when she was appealing this decision, they were telling her that IRS regulations prohibited them from uh, changing their rules or whatever. And uh, it turns out the IRS does not do that or care. So, uh, love that. Just blatantly lie. Um, yeah. <sighs>
0: She's like, like the, the the calls coming from inside the company too. Like, right.
1: I mean, she works for the company that is charging her out. money, and still she doesn't have the cheat code. Is still to get a reporter to write about your story.
0: That's I mean, just it's just it's so silly.
1: Crazy. The thing is, how does this happen? But then the other thing is, how in the world is uh, premature, you know, delivery for a baby in and then neonatal intensive care. Why in the world does that add up to $900,000? I don't understand that either.
0: Yeah, you didn't even get the baby. <laughs> like, oh, you you just, you basically are, are paying like almost a million dollars for trauma. Thank mm-hmm. you. This yeah. is great. Great experience. You'll love to see it. Yeah. Here's my um, trauma payment. Right. And, uh, yeah. So, um,
1: as f- these, as, uh, these hospitals and stuff are getting squeezed, they're also increasingly suing, uh, for payment of bills and garnishing paychecks and things like that, which is also great. Um, I don't know. It seems very obvious to me that this system is not sustainable like at all.
0: Well, you I don't know. Like you medical know,
1: I bankruptcy. Hear,
0: I hear all over the country that everyone's just very afraid that they might not have they might have to deal with a single national provider because people just love their insurance company i mean look i even have a a a clip everybody loves private health insurance industry i mean and that's bernie sanders right so yeah uh, just completely not sarcastic
1: (laughs) (laughs) we love it folks we love uh being at the whims of private for-profit companies
0: it's definitely broken and anybody at this point anybody who argues otherwise gets just like a a, a big old uh, okay boomer for me like just well, i'm not even even, even the folks dignify who you
1: like everybody has a story they they have either personally experienced a ridiculous medical bill or something stupid with a health insurance company or they know someone who has which is why i don't understand why everyone doesn't See that this is a ridiculous system and we don't have to have it anymore. Yeah. We don't have to have it. It's not unreasonable. Like, it's not impossible for us to have
0: nationalized healthcare. And even there are people who are, they say, oh, yeah, we should have a national healthcare system, but not like this. We need to, let's not go, let's not be too rash. Let's take it easy and, and we'll really work on it and figure it out. But like, it's, it's, no, no. it's not, no, it's not. It's that's just giving. Where- that's just
1: giving time for the insurers to try and reverse it, basically.
0: Well, and meanwhile, everyone's suffering these intolerable cruelties and right. Yeah, it's basically like
1: saying <laughs> we will alleviate your suffering, uh, which you need to be relieved from immediately. However, we're going to take ten years. Yeah, and I hope that that's fine.
0: That's a big nope for me.
1: Yeah, and I want to. I want to talk about the consequences of our healthcare system uh, by. Uh, talking about uh, Adi Barkan. I think that's how you say his name.
0: I thought it was just Adi Barkin.
1: Adi Barkin? Okay. Uh, well,
0: anyway. Now I don't know. Now I feel bad.
1: Yeah. Um, so he's a, uh, an activist and also a sufferer of ALS. Um, he is slowly dying, as he has uh, publicly said. Um, but he's produced lately videos with all of the major candidates except for Joe Biden, I think. Um, talking to them about single payer healthcare and why they do or don't support it. Um, you know,
0: it's really on—it's really on message and true to character for Joe Biden to be scared of a guy in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but he was profiled in the New Republic by Libby Watson. It's a very good article that I would recommend you reading. Um, it talks about how he's continuing his advocacy despite the fact that he has lost his ability to speak he has to speak using a computer um but just the fact that um you know he's a a a living example of why we need medicare for all um you know in his case his care is being provided for by some donors but like that's just not feasible for a lot of people. Not everybody
0: um, has a donor. I mean, he, be- he became, he became kind of famous because he confronted uh Senator Jeff Flake, uh, yeah. who was on his way to vote over the trying to repeal Obamacare. And he, so that kind of like went he's, viral.
1: He's fortunate to have people who cover the $240,000 a year that it costs to care for him. Yeah. Um, but there was a particular passage here, um, that, uh, examples like this are a frightening demonstration of why Barkan's advocacy is so powerful. Americans who could be alive are dead now, silenced by the policy decisions we have made together. We could cover long-term care, but we don't. Um, and you know, yeah, it's like, um, honestly, the people who we, uh, should be pointing to as the most in need of a system like Medicare for all are already dead. Because well, you know what? Our system has failed them.
0: I unironically <laughs> them embrace fail. embrace the bashing of sick Americans. They, as a group, are <laughs> bad people who have made bad life decisions. Some, I assume, are good people, but this nostalgia for some imagined healthy way of life is stupid. And we should shame people who aren't pro illness. We got them. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Reading all this, I feel like I just... Uh, I need to keep hydrated here, so... Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I feel... I just can feel feel the water expelling <sighs> out of my body as I... As steam oh, I love I love
1: head. to drink water. <laughs> um, yeah, this is an article from Mel Magazine entitled Are We the Most Hydrated We've Ever Been? And I just want to say yes. I am very hydrated and I love it. I mean, I... I-
0: Go ahead. I mean, I have a take that the whole hydration thing is a scam to sell water bottles. I, yeah, it's a good point, and it's a point that is made. There's
1: a there's a discussion of the sunk cost fallacy with regard to expensive water bottles that basically <laughs> induce people to use them so that they get <laughs> their money's worth. But uh, I will say for me, you know, I used to not have like a reusable water bottle, and I wouldn't drink water that often during the day, and I would get headaches and just feel terrible. And then once I Finally obtained a water bottle and had water accessible to me uh, more easily. I felt better. It's been good. Yeah, I, water's I great.
0: Maybe I just naturally drink water when I'm thirsty, and then I'm I don't know. It's just well, not- and
1: that's the the thing. You know, the guidance used to be what drink eight glasses of water a day or whatever. Now the guidance is just drink water when you're thirsty. It turns out your body tells you when you need water, <laughs> um, which is crazy. So, yeah, you know, if you get thirsty, have some water. It's good for you. (laughs) If you have a headache, I mean, try drinking some water. In some cases, I just get headaches because I'm dehydrated. And I've been, like, too busy to drink water that day.
0: Um, Speaking of water, uh, the interior department of the oh United we love it States.
1: that used to be what what's his face that was in charge of that but it's gone oh
0: now? um i don't know it was like yosemite sam or something like that
1: oh yeah right <laughs> <laughs> he i can't keep track of these clowns this is like the guy who made a flag for for the interior secretary or what anyway go ahead
0: <laughs> These where do they find these people I the, don't know. the interior department is proposing uh to award one of the first contracts for federal water in perpetuity to oh, okay. a, uh, powerful, uh, California water district. It's in rural California. That, I just want to, uh, I just want to point out, you can't, there is no such thing as
1: in perpetuity.
0: That's like not the a water thing. will run out. Well, and but... like
1: things change. It, like, you know, <laughs> imagine granting a, a, a contract to something for someone. For uh, like a thousand years ago.
0: <laughs> I don't That's know.
1: It's not a thing.
0: But it just basically the point of it is to say that like, this is your water now. No, and nobody has any right to it. And you're not, nobody else is going to get it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, right. You're not, you have no fear of losing it. And therefore you can use as much of it as you want. Oh, you're great. responsible yeah, of the consequences to anyone else which Mm. in a state like California is just like a super smart way to do things. Right. Um, you know, we
1: stake stake a flag in the river and say, this is mine now.
0: I mean, it's so frustrating because people have been trying to do similar things in our water district. Um, and to see that it's looking like it's going to be successful in this other water district is Mm. really alarming. Um, why is the uh, forgive my my naivete on this, but why
1: is this a thing sort of in general why why doesn't the state just like manage the water Wh- how why do we have a system where companies manage it that seems silly to me
0: it is it is silly um and it's because localities uh i mean first of all, part of the problem is that california is a is a very big state mm-hmm. and you have competing interests in the state. So people in San Francisco are not making water choices for people in San Diego. You know what I mean? They're like hundreds of miles away. So I think that was just a concession based on the fact that we're a giant state. California is interesting because it's almost like its own country. So like right. things are broken down more like if you think of a county as a state, you know. Well, some <laughs> of your counties are
1: as big as states or larger. I
0: mean, the county that I live in is like...
1: <laughs> it's, right.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what it they is. is. They're, they're divided up into different water districts. And the mm-hmm. districts are sort of like... Um, they're elect they're elected, you know what I mean? They're like okay, they're they're state run, you know, but they're they're boards, they're almost like state corporations, if that makes sense. Um, okay. and so then they manage the water within a given geographical area and work with negotiations between the other agencies because it, California it turns out you have to share water across these things because right when there's a drought, we need to get water from up north, and when there's you know too much water, they need somewhere to put it, you know stuff like that yeah um so it it's like it's these big, weird, obscure h- hard to understand right uh, agencies, and within them there's private water companies for like any given you know locale any like city or town or something like that or a county yeah so which we seems have silly to me. we have like three cities right next to each other where I live, and my city has a private water company um, and the there's a neighboring city that has a public water company, and we get water from the same place, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, their water is like you know a third as much as ours. It's oh, a interesting. And what's to-
1: the what's the extra two thirds? I mean, what value are <laughs> they adding for that? <laughs>
0: um well you know they claim that they're adding value of good service and maintaining the infrastructure and stuff like that but it's all yeah, just yeah but that's kind of a binary because the water either works or it doesn't they're <laughs> scraping they're <laughs> scraping it off the top is what it is and they're making yeah
1: right exactly the that that extra 2 thirds value is is value to the
0: shareholders so there's weird the incentives yeah there's weird incentives so like this water district uh it, in the central valley is like you know concerned about f- irrigating their farmlands Mm -hmm. so you'll find that a lot of these water districts have people on their boards are the relatives or the people themselves who own the farms
1: Oh, okay great
0: so (laughs) they're yeah they're basically making decisions based on well we you know if we if we use this much water then we can get our crops this much sooner you know or they can weigh this much more so, we can mm. sell them for more. And a lot of the crops are for export. So, you're basically mining water to sell right. somewhere yeah, sounds else. Sounds like a, in a recipe state for a lot
1: of short term thinking.
0: Yeah. Well, in a state where you have like huge droughts, it's. Um, yeah.
1: And, and you have to share. I mean, this, you can't hoard water in a state like that because there's not enough. You know, you got to share.
0: Yeah. You got to share. It's got. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real bad problem. So, all I'm
1: saying is from each according to his ability. <laughs> to each according to his need
0: yeah well you know speaking of people ability people with ability how about those billionaires huh oh yeah um, um yeah I, fa- I found this article in vox.com called silicon valley billionaires keep getting richer no matter how much money they give away
1: yeah you know i'd really love to be at the point where my money makes money
0: very cool. uh um,
1: Very cool. Yeah, you know, just like you make money just on the massive amount of interest that your you know balances generate.
0: But these kind of articles, when they're ever they're published in Vox, I'm like, like, cool. Uh, way to do propaganda for the billionaire class because it's like, yeah, I love guys, it. we'd, we'd love to spend our money, we just can't. It's not yeah. our fault. We're tr- guys. We're trying so hard. You know. I spend a million, I
1: make two million. Like, was I mean, is that my fault?
0: Anybody who's a billionaire and doesn't just completely divest of all of their money, uh, except for like the, the, just hold over the amount that you would need to live off of maybe like, you know, $200,000 a year. Yeah. Give yourself an, an income of $200,000 a year and all the rest of your money goes away. You can do that. It's yeah. not impossible, but they right. don't. And that tells you that they don't really believe any of this bullcrap, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, so, and
1: this has been brought to the fore by one uh, William Gates the third. Oh, um, cool guy!
0: He, he was the, a software man. See that guy? He's the he's the computer guy who's um, he's the who's he's Depp, the big Jeffrey nerd. Epstein. Yes, in right? fact, yeah, okay.
1: right. Um, but I he wonder has... what
0: Jeff, I wonder what Jeffrey Epstein and a computer guy could get up to. Probably nothing unsavory.
1: Yeah, definitely shouldn't look into it further. Um, probably just ignore it. Um, yeah, Bill Gates, he's a rich computer man and he has lots of money. Um, and then, you know, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders have both proposed taxing people who have too much money. Um, and Bill Gates is not happy about this, which surprised some people. Weirdly, I was not surprised. Um, (laughs) like I. To be honest, when I hear a billionaire say, hey, I don't like the idea of a wealth tax, I'm like, well, that's literally the point, comma, and good, you know? Yeah.
0: Like, it's funny because it triggers people in a way that they're like, oh, I'm so mad at these people. But for me, it just makes me like happy. Like, <laughs> yeah, you think it's bad now, buddy. Just keep well, it up. And it's
1: interesting, you know, uh, they go, well, what if you take all his money? He won't be able to do as much philanthropy. And it's like who made him the
0: philanthropy king? You know what I mean? Who 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 put him in charge of making a decision of what to do with these resources?
1: Well, right. Yeah, it's really good that we let certain rich people make decisions about how to spend massive amounts of money instead of collaboratively making those decisions like as a populace. Definitely. Definitely. We want to anoint certain people kingmakers and just have them spend money on. I don't know, going to Mars or whatever while people are starving on the street. That seems good and healthy.
0: I mean, yeah, that's just that's just aristocracy versus democracy is all it comes down to. And if you're supporting it, then you're anti-democratic and you support an aristocracy because what else is an aristocracy but a rich and powerful class who rule everything, you know, like a chosen few? Like, I mean, that's literally what it is.
1: Yeah, but, you know, people on Twitter were sort of, uh, uh, you know, some of them were were defending Bill Gates because they, you know, he's like their philosopher king philanthropist dude. And they're like, oh, well, we got to protect him. I just want to say, you don't need to waste your time defending Bill Gates. He has more than enough money to do that himself. He Um, he doesn't need need your help and you're not doing anything useful to when you defend him. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he's upset about the wealth tax. Um, What was that one tweet? I don't think we have it in here, but it was like, even if he ended up with, you know, only having $6 billion left over, that would still be, you know, it would take like 200 or something years for the average American to make that much money. Yeah, yeah. So like it was I, don't more, I don't know it was I don't like
0: 900 years or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like
1: he, so Bill Gates has 100 billion dollars now. If we took 99 billion of his dollars, he would still have 1 billion dollars, which is still more than he would ever need. Uh Yeah,
0: or deserves. Right. So, so that's what I'm
1: saying is is uh redistribute the the wealth.
0: And as always, you know, this is uh basically coming back to us just being a fan podcast of the podcast um, uh, citations citations needed, needed uh, which we adjure you to check out their two part episode on Bill Gates. Um, they they
1: discuss this much more eloquently and cogently than we are capable of.
0: But you know what it boils down to is uh, Bill Gates is a big poo doo doo head and he doesn't deserve his money and we deserve his money and we're going <laughs> to take his money. Yeah. now speaking of money Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) Well, well let me
1: just say this kamala harris has observed an issue an inconsistency in the current system
0: thank you kamala
1: yeah she's observed that though our work day is eight hours our school day is more like six uh which results in an imbalance uh which inconveniences parents because they have to pay for things like after school care and whatnot. So her idea is that we should lengthen the school day to eight hours. <laughs> and my question is, you know, what if I play the Uno reverse card here? Um, <laughs> and what if we shorten the work day to six hours? Huh? How about yeah, that? Why
0: not that? Why not that?
1: And, why not um, work day? you know, people think that's silly. Um, and, and then you show them the chart of the productivity pay gap and they think it's less silly. Um, and if you would like to see the productivity pay gap, it is in the show notes. It turns out at around, around about 1973, um, pay remained stagnant while productivity continued to increase uh, massively, uh, which basically means that you're being undercompensated for your labor um, before. Yeah, which
0: th- that all went to profit.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, before 1970, basically productivity increases resulted in increases in hourly compensation. Uh, pretty much one-to-one and after 1973 that didn't happen anymore so all of the extra work that you're doing is accruing to the benefit of your bosses and not you uh which is bad folks and that's why we have to tax their wealth
0: yeah and there's a really good um policy little write-up that uh was put out by the people's policy project by uh, ryan cooper um it's very good. It's very good. I I click the show notes, go to that, read it. It's It's called The Leisure Agenda. And yes. it does a really, really good job of outlining all of the ways that the United States excels in wasting all of our time in labor. Do you know that we work
1: far more than any other developed country except for like Iceland?
0: it's it's really insane when you see all these charts and these graphs to to just know how much we work compared to other countries and just the the dumpy poo poo quality of life
1: (laughs) right they have a graph they have a graph of change in hours worked by country from 1970 to 2016 and you see in most developed countries it's decreased um quite a lot
0: my favorite is and in it, the U S so, it's
1: remained mostly stable. So love and that. So
0: the proposal is basically like, let's take all of this productivity and put it into giving workers, better benefits, giving them more leisure time, giving them, you yeah. know, time to spend with their family. Like one of the, the platforms is maternity paid maternity leave. Paid, and I love the table. Paid leave we do not have paid
1: leave in the year of our lloyd 2019
0: (laughs) if you if you look at the graph here the chart for like paid maternity leave it's got all these countries and you see like australia 18 weeks for either parent, the uh, Canada seventeen weeks, Denmark eighteen weeks, uh, Norway thirty five or forty five weeks, and then you go all the way down, and we are at zero weeks, zero <laughs> weeks of paid leave.
1: <laughs> the United States is virtually alone among all nations in providing no paid leave policy at the national level.
0: And it's, it's just it's showing issues with retirement and pensions, and uh, I mean. When you see it, it's like, we don't folks, we don't have to live like this. You, what you do is you work too hard for no
1: benefit and that's not how it has to be. Well,
0: you work hard for Bill Gates's benefit.
1: Well, right. Clearly. I is, mean, how else? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just very important. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which I think all of this is, it winds us up to like a very important point that, uh, uh that we've wanted to make on this show. Um, can I just, can I- And I just,
1: I want to, I want to make a point here. They have paid sick leave systems. They just have three comparisons. Norway, how much paid sick leave do you think you get?
0: Oh, I don't know. Like uh, four days.
1: Uh, One year. Oh, well. (laughs) One year of paid sick leave. California, three days. Hope you're not sick
0: for longer than three days. Yeah, well, you know, we might be pretty dehydrated soon, so we yeah. might need to on some of those sick days <laughs> mm-hmm. to rehydrate, uh, to, to get all the Gatorade and Pedialyte into our bodies that we can. Uh, we sure as heck can't won't be able to do it with just water. Yeah. Um, anyway, you were about <laughs> to make a point before I. Well, the point the point I was wanting to make is is this 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 very clear message that I that we want to send at the end of the season. It's you're not crazy, and it's not your fault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we can convince you to believe anything, that's what it—that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You're not crazy. You're not, You're not. If
1: you've ever stopped and thought and, and thought to yourself, like, "Why are things this way? What? Like, am I nuts? Like, is this? Am I the only one who sees that this whole system is weird?" You're not. You're absolutely not. Uh, and it's also not your fault. It's been mostly imposed upon you. Um, and uh, there's a lot of interests with incentives to make you uh, not pay attention to the way things work. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what we're yeah. trying to get across.
0: And it's really empowering just to just to sit back. I want you to sit wherever you're at, just pause, take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth, and just think about this, that that those are two of the things that power is consistently, you know, people in power are trying to consistently withhold from you is that. Yeah. They want you to think that you are crazy and it is your fault. And they want you to think that you're crazy so that you can't trust your intuition, you can't trust your reasoning, that you need to second-guess yourself. And they want you to think that whatever has befallen you, whatever difficulties you're going through... um, Yeah, I mean, listen,
1: Uh, it's your fault. You didn't sign up your newborn child in time. That's your fault. Uh, you got to pay $900,000
0: it's your fault for living in a bad place in a rural place that you didn't make a smart choice to move to the city. I mean, don't ask about whether you had the resources or ability to do that. It's just your fault. Um, (laughs) It's, it's your fault that you don't have medical care or paid leave. You know, Uh, you should have gone to a better.
1: There's a lot of established interests that basically like to tell you that you've brought this upon yourself.
0: Yeah. And and you know what you
1: have to ask is, have I uh, or, you know, why, what, what is being brought upon me? And how did that happen?
0: Yeah. You know, and wh- you why just, you just need to think of all of those things as chains that are wrapped around you and you just need to tear them off and drop them to the floor and let them go. Because really, most people are doing the best they can with what they have. That's right. just the truth of the matter. And yeah. unless you're a billionaire, this applies to you. If you're a billionaire, kick rocks and go throw yourself into the ocean. I Give don't us care. your money well, first give us your money, then go throw yourself <laughs> into the ocean. Um, <laughs> but you just need to let go of that. And once you start paying attention to what are the things that I blame myself for? What are the things that I second guess what I really know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll realize how often the powerful in this world are using that to those things to manipulate you into buying, into consuming, right. into is- staying complacent.
1: This is where you, you implement the, the uh, Aaron's for whom principle. You have to ask, you know, for whom does this benefit, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think we all know it sure as heck ain't us. Yeah. So that's just the message that we wanted to leave with you uh, for this next, you know, eight to six months while we are not making. <laughs> <much>. <laughs> Who knows how long could be a week. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we have no plans. But really, uh, we're the people. We have the power. If yeah. we
1: want it, we can take it.
0: Yeah, they, they are the 1%. We're the 99, and that's a whole lot more. So yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing